The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Yeah. 2022. We here. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special preview episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York and Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check in there on game day, on a non-game day. Grab a drink, make a bet. It is a great place to check out. I'm joined by a special guest to break down and preview the Bills-Titans matchup on Monday Night Football. He has been covering the Tennessee Titans for over 20 years. He formerly covered the Predators and Titans for The Athletic. He is a Titans writer for the Fan Nation Network, a Sports Illustrated channel, and he hosts the Believe in Titans podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'd like to welcome John Glennon to the podcast. John, it is so good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on tonight. No, I appreciate you taking the time out. So first things first, we have to talk about the Titans loss last week in a last-second 21-20 missed field goal to the New York Giants in Tennessee. Are there any major takeaways that you have from that week one loss? Yeah, there there are a few, certainly. I I think primarily uh, maybe the biggest surprise to me was was the Titans on defense. You know, you look at this defense last year, and it was ranked number two against the run in the NFL. Only one runner over 100 yards all season long only gave up an average of about 85 yards, uh, you know, on the ground per game. And what happens in game one, Saquon Barkley and the Giants run all over the uh, the Titans, you know. Uh, so that, that to me, was the shocker. And, 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 you know, a lot of that yardage came on a couple of big runs by Saquon Barkley. But nonetheless, you look at that last uh, drive by the Giants, their, their game-winning drive, 
12 plays, nine of them were runs. Um, and, of course, the two-point conversion that won the game for the Giants, a running play to Saquon Barkley. So that was a big surprise. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe some uh, some pluses uh, for the Titans. You know, they, they got a lot of good play from some rookies. Uh, you know, Kyle Phillips, a fifth-round draft pick, um, led them with six catches, 66 yards, had a big punt return. A couple other starters stepped in there, uh, rookies, and did real well. Nicholas Petit-Frere at, at right tackle and Roger McCreary at cornerback um, stepped in, as I say, and, and uh, you know, looked uh, looked very solid in their first games. So a little bit of good and uh, a little bit more bad, unfortunately, for the uh, for the Titans in, in week one there. Like you said, minus those few runs, it really looked like the Titans' defense was actually pretty solid uh, against the Giants. And I... I was I thought Ryan Tannehill had a decent game. Uh, you know, in rewatching it, I was kind of surprised Derrick Henry didn't have a bigger game. Was that a surprise at all by you when you when you were watching this game live? I would say so. Yeah, you know, it it was still a little bit of a mystery uh, to us as to what we would see in Derrick Henry. You know, he came back for the playoff game last year, but it was hard to get a, a real sense of of what he brought to the table then because he'd been off for so long, and you know, you really wanted to see what a full training camp and, and off season would, would bring. Uh, and, and to me, you know, he looked more or less kind of average. And, and that is a word we rarely, rarely use with, with Jarek Henry. Um, you know, I think he had one run over, over 10 yards. He had an 18 yard run. Um, and, and, you know, if you, if you are into the whole advanced stats kind of thing too, you know, next gen stats uh, does the, the expected yards as opposed to the actual yards. And, Expected yards for Derrick Henry in the game was 95. He wound up with 82 yards. So, again, that's not something you're used to seeing is Derrick Henry winding up gaining less yards than, than is expected to. So, you know, maybe in my mind, maybe there's a couple things going on. A, there is probably a little, little bit of rust, uh, you know, still going on. He didn't play, obviously, in the preseason. And, and B, I wonder, too, he's a guy that's very self-critical, uh, you know, and, and I wonder if he was going into that game feeling a little bit of pressure uh, putting on himself, saying, I got to do something special. I got to show everybody I'm back, that the injury didn't derail me, anything like that. And maybe there was a little impatience on the, on the part of Derrick Henry on, on some of those runs. But regardless, you know, I, I think they're going to need more production, certainly, uh, from, from him in order to possess the ball against the Bills, uh, you know, and, and, and keep that Buffalo offense off the field. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, last season, the Bills – Against the Titans, uh, the Bills lost a last second. You know, uh, it was basically a botched, uh, a slip on the field while Josh Allen was trying to get the the touchdown, the first down, uh, and the Bills ended up losing thirty four to thirty one against the Titans. You know, you look at, you know, so it's so hard to tell. It's such a small sample size. You have one game to look at the Titans in twenty twenty two. I mean, are, do you see any big differences between the Titans and the Bills from last time that these two teams met last year? Well, you know, one for the Titans, unfortunately for the Titans, you know, of course, Harold Landry, uh, really, really good edge rusher, you know, Pro Bowl edge rusher, of course, tore his ACL, uh, you know, just about a week before the start of the regular season and is out and didn't seem to hurt them too badly in the first half against the Giants. You know, they had four sacks, uh, a lot of pressure. So I, I think the defense is is still, you know, uh, pretty sound in, in that regard. I think maybe the biggest change on offense for the Titans is, you know, a whole lot of new faces catching passes. Obviously, A.J. Brown is gone. Uh, Julio Jones is gone. 
Um, and, you know, you, you've got a couple rookies in Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks, who is a first-round uh, pick, and, of course, a, a, a former Bills receiver from many years ago, and, and old uh, Robert Woods uh, is up there, too. And I, I think it's just going to take a while for that chemistry uh, to work in, you know, with Ryan Tannehill and his new receivers. So that's probably the the biggest new aspect of the uh, of the Titans, that and a couple of new starting offensive linemen. Um, I'm curious uh, for the for the Bills. Um, you know, last year one of the ways teams had success against the Bills, as the Titans did, was to be able to run the ball. You know, keep possession of it, keep that offense off the field, and then and the Titans did that to to some regard, uh, or, or in some regard anyway. I'm curious this year. You know, the the, the Bills made some changes up front, and then there's a former Titan up front, a very large man, uh, Daquan Jones. And I'll be interested to see uh, how much of a difference he makes in the uh, in the middle up there because that seemed to be one, you know, there weren't a whole lot of weaknesses on this Bills team last year. That seemed to maybe be one, uh, and I'm kind of eager to see, you know, how he manages to, to plug that hole uh, this year. They, boy, they uh, certainly plugged a lot of holes in the uh, in the game, in the week, in the opener uh, against the Rams, that's for sure. Yeah, that was something that I was. We we're interested because the you mentioned Daquan Jones being a big upgrade. We were curious about how the Bills' defensive line was going to stand up against the run and get pressure. And they had seven sacks, and they were able to limit the Rams' uh, run game. So uh, you wonder how much of that is just you know the Rams, you know, in a Super Bowl hangover or whatnot. But what I was surprised was that the Bills are favored by nine and a half points. Um, at the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. And it was just kind of surprising because I could see the Bills being favored maybe. I was a little surprised they were favored against the Rams just because the Rams had just come off a Super Bowl win. And I know people are expecting the Bills to potentially win the Super Bowl. But um, were you surprised at all by that line? Does that seem a little bit too much or does that seem right where you think it should be? Yeah, you know, logically it it does make sense to me based on what we saw in 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 week one based on the expectations for the bills and and you know the, the expectations that maybe the titans are a little bit down this year of course the bills are, are playing at home and in you know that that raucous environment so it makes sense logically to me but at the same time i know what you're saying because you know here's a titans team that you know six straight winning seasons they were the number one seed in the afc last year going into the playoffs um and it's been a while since they've seen a line like that as as an underdog. You know, we were trying to come up with the last time uh, it had been like that. And, and our guess, you know, was probably a few years ago when they were in the playoffs and they went at Baltimore. You know, they were a wild card team uh, that played at the Ravens the year that, that the Ravens looked unstoppable. Uh, and somehow the, the Titans wound up, uh, you know, winning that game. But for the most part, even though the Titans, you know, they, they like to argue that they don't get a lot of, you know, respect uh, nationally in, in terms of the lines and, and things like that. At the same time, uh, it is it's highly unusual you know, to, to see a line that big. But I, I can understand, you know, uh, again, they're, they're, they're trying, you know, betters are always trying to think what the, the public perception is. And, you know, based on week one, there, there was certainly a great perception of the Bills. Not so good for the for the Titans. Yeah, I could definitely see it based on that. But, I mean, again, minus a two-point conversion and a missed field goal, you're talking about the Titans winning, you know, it being 1-0 and in Week 1. I think that greatly changes the odds. And still, uh, I don't think that they're as down as I think betters think they are. But, you know, you're looking at the rest of the 2022 season. You know, the, the Titans were the number one AFC seed. 
uh, in the going into the playoffs, um, you know, you're looking down the edge past this game to the rest of the season. I mean, how do you see this Titans uh, season going uh, different from last season even? Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of wavered uh, preseason picks. I kind of went, I sort of wavered between maybe 10 and 7 and, and maybe 11 and 6. Um, and again, you, you know, it was hard to, to pick them finishing as well as last year, primarily because the single biggest difference is they lost A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, they're trying to replace him with, with Traylon Burks, but, you know, that, that, that may take time. Um, uh, as far as kind of bouncing back, though, Historically, under under Mike Vrabel, they've been pretty good, you know, about bouncing back. You, you don't even have to look too far. You know, last year they laid a big egg in their season opener as well at home against Arizona. They got hammered, uh, you know, I want to say thirty eight to, to thirteen or something along those lines. Uh, came back, went out to Seattle, where it's obviously a very tough place to play. Won out there, and then uh, you know, a few weeks later, they had another stinker. They lost to the Jets uh, up up there. And then came back after that and won six in a row, and, and you know, including the, the Buffalo game was was one of those, and the Rams and Kansas City were included in that as well. So the the streaks are, you know, the losing streaks tend um, not to last very long under under Mike Vrabel, and they do. Uh, this team, you know, for for whatever reason, they they really seem to thrive in that in that underdog role. They they really seem to enjoy it. Uh, so. Uh, uh, given that they, they will, they will certainly have a ball on Monday night because they are going to be some pretty big underdogs. There's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is true. But do you see? How do you do? You have a prediction for this game, uh, like a scoring prediction, or how you see this actual? You know, how do you see the game playing out? Because it is a season opener in Buffalo. This is the first chance Bills Mafia has a chance, you know, to really see the team up close. A lot of new fans coming through. It's a Monday night football. It's going to be crazy. I mean, kids are already getting a half day on Monday night just to watch you know their bills play I mean, what do you what what do you have as a, as a possible score prediction or what are you thinking you know when, when you're when you're laying this out yeah I I think it's going to be difficult uh, for the uh, for the Titans to go out there and, and emerge with a victory despite everything I said despite the fact that they like being underdogs despite the fact that uh, you know they bounce back pretty well you know, I, I still look at, at this Bills team. You know, it's one that, that I am one of millions, no doubt, that to pick to, to win the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I, I think the Titans, as I said, the Titans won't be panicking because they lost that, that first game. It's not like they're going to go back and, and change, you know, all kinds of things. Um, but I just don't see them having the firepower uh, to, to match the Bills. And I'm not sure at this point – that that ground game is uh, as good as we have seen it in the past years. So if that ground game isn't working, if, if it's what we saw against the Giants last week, I, I'm just not sure the uh, the Titans are going to be able to maintain possession. Uh, and and uh, I think it's going to be a tough time keeping up with the Bills. So I could see maybe, mm, maybe a score of <clears throat> 30 to 20, something along those lines, right about the betting line maybe, uh, in favor of the uh, of the home team there. Yeah, I mean, would you look at, you mentioned the A.J. Brown trade earlier. I guess that kind of came, as someone who doesn't follow the Titans very closely, that kind of came as a surprise to me. And I'm always interested when teams trade away their number one. I mean, this happened, I feel like this offseason more than any other offseason. Devontae Adams got traded. Um, I'm, I'm missing at least one. Tyreek Hill got traded. And it seems like 
when you're trading, even though you got you know some picks for it, you know, and you lose some cap space, you're always you're always hoping that Traylon Burks is is as good as AJ Brown or hopefully better. Um, were you surprised at all by that trade? And uh, I mean, as someone that covered the Titans, or did you see that coming? Oh no, I did not see that one coming. I can't. Uh, I can't say that. I, I think that was a shocker to to all of us, um, you know, because the Titans traditionally, you know, had, had taken care of their young stars. You know, guys like uh, Taylor Lewan, Derek Henry, Kevin Byard, uh, who had shown that they were clearly the class, or, or you know, one of the top five to ten at their position. They got they got paid, and the expectation was that they would find a way to to do that with AJ Brown as well. Uh, but my sense is that that AJ Brown wanted that money. He wanted it now, and and he wanted more than than the Titans were willing to part with. And that, you know, basically the the bridge uh, was was too large, or, or the gap rather was too large to bridge um, in in that situation. Still, uh, you know, it still surprised me. You've got a, a guy who's gone over a thousand yards in two of his first three years, a Pro Bowl receiver, and you're a team that's kind of in a win now mode. Uh, so that's another reason that, that it surprised me because you kind of set things back a little bit when you're all of a sudden saying, okay, we're bringing in Traylon Burks, but he's going to take, uh, you know, a year or two to, to maybe be a, an AJ Brown type player. So uh, yeah, uh, shocker. And, and they did, you know, in, uh, in that trade, they did pick up some, some nice uh, prospects. As I mentioned, some of those guys are already starting uh, as rookies and obviously, they're, they're going to, uh, you know, uh, have an advantage in, in cap room and so forth now that they're not paying A.J. Brown, you know, a $100 million contract uh, or some such. But, you know, bottom line to me, uh, the players like A.J. Brown, you know, only come along so often. And you can hope that Traylon Burks is, is going to be the next A.J. Brown. But you don't know. Uh, that's for sure. And, and uh, you know, that's that's a tough situation. That's a tough sell to your team. And, and I would think of probably a tough sell to your your fans too when you're in uh, a win now mode than when you were the AFC number one seed last year. Yeah, I'm, it's interesting because I'm looking at this team, like you said, it's a win win now mode, and Ryan Tannehill is your starting quarterback. You can see an eleven six or ten and seven record. Is there anything? And I and I agree with you, Mike Vrabel's. I I think Mike Vrabel's a very good head coach, and he's done wonders with the Titans. Is there a point at all? in any of the season that Mike Vrabel, unless it's a complete collapse where Mike Vrabel would look at third round pick quarterback Malik Willis as a potential starter this season, or is that just way far in the future? We're in win now mode. There's nothing that, you know, I mean, Tannehill did have a good week one, so it's not like it's his fault that they lost, but um, is there anything that, that would force the hand of Mike Vrabel this season uh, where he might even look at the, at the Liberty quarterback? I would be surprised, you know, if, if this if this season totally goes off the rails, uh, um, you know, and and the Titans are are buried, uh, which is which is hard to do in the AFC South. It's hard to get buried because let's face it, there's <laughs> not too many teams are going to climb too high. I, I don't think in that division. Um, but you know, to me, that's the only way that that I would see it. You know, if, if playoffs some at some point become uh, you know an impossibility. Um, because to me, I, you know, I, I think as long as there's a chance at the playoffs, I think the gap is still significant, very significant between Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. You know, we saw some nice kind of flash plays 
um, in, in training camp in the preseason for Malik Willis. But there's still, you know, a pretty sizable learning curve. And I think the Titans' plan is a pretty good one, you know, to, to kind of give Tannehill this year, uh, unless it's a total disaster, as I say, let Malik Willis sit, let Malik Willis learn. Um, you know, and next year it's an entirely different story because Ryan Tannehill, again, has a very uh, large cap hit, but it's going to be much easier if the Titans want to move on from him. It's going to be much easier for them to, to do so uh, and not have a lot of dead money next year. So next year, completely new uh, new situation. But as for this year, I, I, I'd have to think uh, Ryan Tannehill is the man, uh, you know, unless uh, unless we see a complete disaster out there. Great, great. Well, John, I, I certainly appreciate you know you coming on and giving us insight into the Titans organization. Uh, you're hosting the Believe in Titans podcast with uh, Denard Walker and David Beauclair. It's an excellent podcast. I've heard it. Um, where can people find your work? Where can they find you on social media? Where can they find anything that you do? Yeah, um, at Glennon Sports on Twitter is probably the best way to go about it. That way you can uh, check out all my uh, stories on the uh, on the Titans, uh, and as I um, or may have mentioned, um, uh, also work for uh, NHL.com, uh, covering the uh, the Nashville Predators as well. So if you want to sneak a little Nashville Predator, a little hockey fix from time to time, uh, feel feel free to uh, to do so as well at Glennon Sports on Twitter. Oh, great, great! Like I said, thank you again, and uh, and this was this was a lot of fun. I agree. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So this being the home opener and also a primetime game for Bills fans, Bills Mafia, all you guys out there that are actually going to the game, I thought I would take a quick moment before I did a a read on uh, this cool new app and site called Ticket IQ where you can find some really cheap ticket prices. Uh, I thought I'd share a tailgating story uh, with you, one of my favorite tailgating stories. Now, if you've ever had one, I really, truly recommend you send them to us. Send them through email, ctwpi.gmail.com, um, or DM us or whatever, but everyone's got some cool or interesting tailgate stories, and this is mine. So I just graduated from college at UB the semester beforehand, so I was 22, and I was doing that thing where I was pretending like I was still in college even though I was in the real world and had a real job. So like sometimes on the weekends, and sometimes I mean like at least twice a month, I'd go and hang out with my college buddies that were still there uh, in school. They were a little younger than I was that hadn't graduated yet. So I remember one weekend um, partying with them on Saturday night, spending the night in the dorms, and my buddy Ray, uh, whose real name is Ramon, um, and he's from the uh, South Buffalo, which... Uh, maybe you know of. He's from the South Buff, so he taught me this. He said it, it's called the Rough Tough South Buff, and he wasn't lying, man. Um, he he's like, hey, he's like, I'm gonna pick you up tomorrow morning, eight o'clock from the dorms. He's like, we're gonna um, we're gonna get there, we're gonna go to the game, and we're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be fun. Like, cool. So eight o'clock, I'm rolling out, and he's sitting in the back seat, and these two girls are sitting in the front. Two girls he kind of knew, kind of again, South Buff, man. Everyone's tight. Um, so I get in the car, barely awake, you know, mostly the same clothes I was wearing the, from the night before. And the two girls that were riding in were both eight in the morning, had long neck labats in the, in the console while they were, while she, they were driving us to Orchard Park, which I thought at the time was a little weird. Even now looking back, I'm a little bit older. That's like, whoa, red flag, right? So I was still 22. It's like, well, whatever. People have fun. So 
We get there, and we tailgate within this section with some other folks from the Rough Tough South Buff. Super cool people, super down to earth. Um, and they have this game called the Gauntlet. And what the Gauntlet is, is it means that you have to put on these chintzy shoulder pads um, over your clothes. And then you have to put like this O.J. Simpson jersey on over it. And then you put this like this chintzy plastic helmet on over your head. And what you have to do is you have to run through the gauntlet where everyone tries to knock you down as you're holding the ball. And then after you get, you know, knocked down or hit about, then you do a keg stand. So uh, so at 8, what, 9 o'clock in the morning, you know, after a couple of beers, you're taking this Wilson football in your hands and going against these people you just met like a minute ago. And they try to knock you down to the ground. There's like, so it's kind of like a tunnel. People on both sides figure like five or six people on each side. And you're just trying to run through and they're hammering you, man. They want it. They're like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Nate. And they want to knock your teeth out. So like, you know, you get through, you try to like hold on to the ball and get through. And then you do a keg stand. Super cool. One of the reasons why this is even funnier is because I remember the last guy that went through, it was kind of dying down a little bit. And man, um, I'm, I live in the Rochester area, so I'm not as used to this. But girls from the rough, tough South Buff, man, they are they are just like that. Because there was a girl who probably wasn't more than 110 pounds, if that. And this guy thought he was done getting through the gauntlet. And she was the last person in line. And he was kind of like walking away, walking towards the keg. And she just lit him up. And he almost landed on his head. I mean, she like walloped him <laughs> coming out of the end of the gauntlet. And I was like, we were all like, oh, snap. So it was a really fun, cool moment. At 10 in the morning, you're pretty lit up and uh, walking around. I remember walking around the entire stadium parking lot and the side lots, singing with my friend Ray. Say, we gotta feel it, Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that is my uh, one of my fondest memories of tailgating at a Buffalo Bills game. Please email us or tweet us, DM us, Instagram DM us, whatever, your favorite uh, tailgating stories, and we'll read them sometime, uh, maybe on a preview show like this one or another show. Well, that was a fun insight into the Tennessee Titans organization, something that you know you kind of look at from afar, but it's always great to have somebody with knowledge um, talking directly to you and letting you know what they think about their team and how they face up to your team. Again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the western New York or central New York area, check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. We were just there last week placing bets on Bills futures like the Bills winning the Super Bowl and fun stuff like that. And I might have gotten a, a few craps games in there, so you will definitely enjoy it. Uh, we actually have some information for Buffalo Bills fans, a cool new partner, Ticket IQ. Are you still looking for Monday night football tickets? Ticket IQ and Circling the Wagons podcast have partnered up to get you the best deals on tickets. Ticket IQ has zero checkout fees, which is really huge for expensive games like the Bills Titans game, the home opener. This week's Ticket IQ seat of the week is section 309 row 11 at Highmark Stadium. So check it out. Go to the Ticket IQ app, look in that uh, seat, and get two sideline tickets with great views for $313 each. Which, believe me, I've been looking for the last week. I cannot find anything cheaper than that. Tickets in general start at $282 for Monday's game, but we're offering you an additional 
$10 off with promo code THANKYOU10. That's THANK, Y-O-U, and the number 10. Thank you 10. Head to the Ticket IQ app to apply this promo and start browsing for one of this year's biggest early season games. It's cool. I'm really looking forward to doing this for the Titans game and potentially Mike, John, and I, my co-host Mike and John, looking at going to a game this season and figuring out exactly which one. We were looking to go to the Packers game, um, but something got called off for that for work, so we can't go to that one, but we're looking to go to one. So if you guys are at the Ticket IQ app, and you see something that you want to go to, screenshot it for me, send it to me, or tag us in it, and we'll retweet it out to Bill's Mafia. And uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So thanks again to John Glennon from the Believe in Titans podcast for coming on and talking the Bill's Titans matchup and some really cool uh, insight into his team. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Check out our Twitter spaces. Uh, make sure to check in um, right after the game, and we'll be recording right after that, so check out for all of our podcasts. Look out for all of our podcasts starting early, early Tuesday morning. Signing off for me, Nate. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys after the game. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Uh. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top uh. of us. What they gonna do in Matt Malone? Coming with the blitz off the edge Don't you throw it in the air Cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept Von Miller getting double teamed Now the team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves Coming straight for the quarterback Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bills drive Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. 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 It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo, it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards. Will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder? Down the field, past the whole roster, that Steph Diggs make it so easy. Touchdown, high my feel rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bass kicked, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin A. Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>